Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best tools and articles for your fantasy basketball winning ways. The key to success in your fantasy basketball league runs through HashtagBasketball.com. That's a, I, I like that. I'm, I'm going to go with that's their new slogan. That's the. It's not very good, actually. But their site is much better than the slogans. I make up for it at HashtagBasketball.com. Go check them out. I'm your host, Mike Katrin. And joining me most of the time is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Uh, I thought you were going to give me a cool nickname like King of the Waiver Wire or... No, that um, doesn't sound accurate. Waiver Wire finder uh, i don't know i got no good names leader of commissioner uh uh godlike powers uh, tyler, tyler watts the expo- the commissioner exploiter extraordinaire fair enough that's fair cool. enough that's that sounds like i'm just saying you, you know if you're in a league with tyler you gotta pay attention is all i'm saying that's all i'm gonna say hey you gotta do what you gotta do i'm just a little bitter that uh you uh you kind of put it on me in our in the dynasty league in the listener dynasty league the listener dynasty league is going pretty well um for me anyway the uh it's a, it's a pretty tight league um up at the top uh we do have i mean I, i'd actually say the people at the bottom aren't terribly far back but it's a dynasty league that's the whole point so you know there's going to be some moves here uh co- going down the stretch heading into the playoffs we got tyler in first, uh, the Chicago Tigers, the Tigers, the Tigers. You might be Ty. Who knows? Um, in second place, it's on like Doncic Kong, which is a good name, and uh, me myself coming in fourth with Stretch Mark Four, it's trying to sneak in, trying to sneak in there. And trust the prospects. You're not that far behind me either, so I gotta keep an eye on these two jokesters in order to keep my playoff spot in Dynasty League. Stretch mark for taking out Mike for the last playoff spot. I'm calling it right now. You know, that's a really, really bad idea, Tyler. And you want to know why? Because I, I think I remember you making a call sometime last year going into the playoffs that I was gonna, wasn't going to make the playoffs. Maybe I was going to lose in the first round of the Listener League last year. And I forget, Tyler, what? What ended up happening at the end of Dude, the like, Mike, what's the best part about this is on the next to the last week of the season, you and Stretch Mark Four go head to head. Ooh, that is nice. For the playoff spot. We will have to uh we'll have to keep a play by play for all our listeners out there to let you know who ends up in that playoff spot. But Tyler, you seem to avoid the question. What do you remember what happened in the listener league at the end of last year? Do you remember remember what was the conclusion? I remember being in first place the entire time. Um, and, uh, and I remember I we, only play Roto League, so season long standings all that matters to me. Well, that's nice and all, but I remember uh, coming away as the first and only watching the boxes listener league champion after a lot of shit talking by Tyler. And as of what is it, January, middle of January, I only got three more months to talk shit because I am not going to be winning the. Um, boring listener redraft league. I have a chance in the dynasty league, but the boring listener redraft league, strange toms and mouse to feed are um, kind of running away with the whole thing with uh, Tyler. You're not very far behind. You're having a good year 
He had a lot of good um, predictions going into this year. Seems to be Tyler's year. And uh, hardwood players and our old friend trust the prospects following up behind in fourth and fifth in the redraft I'm, league. Shout I'm out. glad that you're not in last place anymore in this redraft league. Though you bring it up a little bit. Yeah, I'm. I'm also glad that I am not in last place in this league. I'm coming for triple double podcast. Uh, I'm coming for the Kitchenator. Not a bad name. Uh, it's gonna be a bad. It's gonna be a bad finish. I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna. You know. Phone it in. What's but, uh, What's crazy about this league, and it's worth mentioning, it's a 16-team league, though. So you have a couple injuries in this league. You can drop really fast. Like, I was in first place, um, and then Jeff Teague went out, and I had a couple other of, like, my just filler roster guys go out, and I dropped real quick in a hurry. I lost, like, three weeks in a row, and I'm all the way down to third. So um, it's in this 16-team league, a couple injuries can sink you real fast. Absolutely. Uh, the that's And I think that's maybe the um... – the reason I tend to stay away from deeper leagues, uh, once you get past 12, I could, uh, you know, I'll go 14, right? But once you get past 12, uh, the waiver wire dries up, injuries become more a, a bigger of a deal. And it also feels like trades are a little bit harder sometimes because there's a lot of teams, a lot of things to consider. Um, so I, I try to stick to 10 to 12 team leagues. And uh, one of the most... I guess one of the most not interesting leagues. Well, that's interesting, but uh, definitely one of the different leagues I've ever played in this year is um, from our old uh, our old friend Alex Reichlin. He uh, started a three category experimental league. So we uh, lobbied the fan tracks uh, team to put together a um, specific, um, I guess, categories. For this league, there's only three categories that matter. And uh, one of those is points. The other one is assists plus rebounds. And the other one is steals plus blocks. So it's kind of a um, a streamlined fantasy basketball league. And we also did a, a little bit of maneuvering with the cat- uh, the uh, excuse me, the positions. So we have a point guard, and then it's guard forward forward. And then you got your uh, kind of like your uh, your wing. So you got uh, uh, two, three, two positions that are both the two and the three. And then you got your bigs because you don't have really centers anymore. So we have two positions that are uh, power forward and center and then two flex positions. So it's a very weird league. Um, and I don't know if I if I enjoy it more. I don't not. I, I, it's not non enjoyable. It's it, it's interesting to try to figure out who's got the most assists uh, and rebounds together. Like you can go in different strategies. You can pile on the guards. You can pile on the bigs. Um, currently in fourth place behind our really uh, needs to come back on the show. Uh, old Roto Kyle um, Kyle McCown is uh, barely ahead of me by three spots. Hardwood players is, is uh, also playing well in this league. So he's good, doing well in both these leagues and coming in first is someone named I am trying Jennifer. I feel like I, I need to understand what the, <laughs> what the hell that team name is. I'm uh, trying Jennifer. Secretly. That's just me dressed up in a wig. It might be Tyler does go by Jennifer on the weekends. Um, so I don't know if I could recommend playing in, in this type of league, but if it does bring more kind of casual people 
over to eventually uh, playing in a in a nine cat roto league or even an eight cat head to head league. If this is a um, stepping stone, um, or just like you know that first that first bump uh, before you get fully addicted to the drug that is fantasy basketball, um, then I'm then I'm for it. I'm for people trying new things. And can't say that I'm uh, like there's a whole ton of strategy, but also you know it's it's um, it's a fun league to be in. Well, and I think too that like anytime you do a different league, I think there has to be a more dedicated group because you know you can't just print off you know so anybody's rankings from on the internet. You got to kind of make your own and you got to make your own decisions. And I think that um, a lot of times widens the talent disparity in a league. And um, it also just makes things more fun, right? Because I can definitely say I was smarter than Mike, right? I didn't steal my information from anybody if we play in kind of a different league. So I always think those are kind of fun. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's a weird, very specific example that you gave. But I agree with you. That does make the uh, the leagues more fun when you have a dedicated group of people. And you don't have to know the people. But, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to get some uh, a few experts, a few people that you know you're going to be able to talk shit on Twitter and you're going to be able to uh, – they're going to be dedicated to playing in the league instead of just shitting the, the day away. But that <laughs> is enough of the recap. But I want to do give a, a shout-out to our Patreons. Um, basically, all a majority of our Patreons are in these listener leagues. They've been a lot of fun this year. And uh, we're going to take your feedback, obviously, in improving the leagues going into next year if you want to do different – formats if you um want to make the league smaller i think we're definitely going to do that uh because that's what i want and um you know we we really appreciate you guys uh putting in the effort they are a dedicated group of people which is the people we were just giving compliments to so shout out to our patreon subscribers if you would like to help support the show go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes and uh really any any uh level of subscription helps go to keep this show running and to, to make it better. And we appreciate all the support we've gotten uh, this year. It's been uh, incredible uh, the amount of support we've gotten. And so we, we really want to thank our listeners out there, especially our Patreon subscribers. Uh, Tyler, are you ready for our waiver wire uh, weekly diatribe? Uh, where we will probably talk about Emmanuel Moutier and uh, two other people that we always talk about. I'm always ready, Michael. I mean, in this this week's go around is uh, is actually a little bit different than it usually is. I do not see Emmanuel Moutier out here on the uh, getting picked up in a lot of leagues. Uh, hopefully, that means people have already picked him up. So we're not going to talk about Emmanuel Moutier. The first, very first time on any waiver wire podcast, um, but we are going to talk about Alex Burks. Like, hey, welcome to the party. That's um, not a real person. No way. Alec Burks for the Cleveland Cavaliers has been um, playing starters minutes, and uh, actually, you know being standard league relevant for the last like week or so you know props to alec burks it's not really something new i mean we've seen flashes of him being standardly relevant for kind of three straight years from 2013 to 2016 now there were a lot of injuries there 
Um, and then just he hasn't really gotten the minutes since then. So I guess this isn't super, super surprising. Well, he's had, he's definitely had flashes. You're absolutely right by that. But this entire year, he really he hasn't been. He's been you know playing 23 minutes, being fairly mediocre, and he has not either you know just gotten the opportunity nor performed at uh, a level worth uh, rostering. And uh, over the last few weeks, he is kind of a must a must roster at this point while he's hot. Yeah. And- it's a dangerous one in a little bit in the sense that it could dry up at kind of any moment. I mean, would you be surprised if he went back to playing 23 minutes? Um, the Cavs have nine wins. They're clearly in the race for the bottom, not the race for the top. So that's worth saying. And I think at any moment they could kind of just shift and, and go in a different direction. I mean, they're playing Cameron Payne some minutes now. Um, so would it what be a, super what a tra- What a tragic franchise you have to be to have Cameron Payne on your roster. Yeah, I mean, like Delad Vadova was playing a little bit over, you know, Alec Burks for a while. And so it would be shocking to see that kind of thing happen or Cameron Payne get the minutes. Like, no, no, that would be super surprising. But I mean, sure, right a hot hand. In their last game when the Cavs beat the Lakers, played 33 minutes, he got 13 rebounds, which probably isn't going to happen very often. But he scored 17 points, four assists, a steal, two three pointers. Like, he's fine. I mean, he's a uh, ride the hot hand and ditch it when it's gone. Yep, that's all you can do. I don't think there's anything to be terribly excited about with Alec Burks. Uh, we know what you, you know what you're getting, and while he's playing hot, give him uh, give him the start. That's the way you got to do it. Let's talk about a few more of these waiver wire guys out here. Um, Kelly Oubre Jr. has been picked up in a few leagues. He did uh, have a, a decent stretch of of games here over the last basically just three games where he's been playing 30 plus or or more minutes a game and i was pretty much the 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 the, maybe not the first person i'm not gonna say i was the first person but i was standing completely on kelly Oubre mountain after the trade from the washington wizards uh declaring that if kelly Oubre uh gets into that starting lineup gets into the starting role in phoenix that he would be a must own standard league player and uh with these starting minutes i feel like he is kind of proving that that is true the problem tyler as always how long will these starting minutes continue to last with devin booker out yeah devin booker is due back on tuesday so probably when you're listening to this um i actually googled devin booker's name to make sure that this uh, report i saw earlier was correct and would you like me to read you? So there's three headlines kind of in the top when you Google Devin Booker. Okay. Would you like me to read you the three headlines, Michael? Because I think some of these are pretty funny. Yes, please do. Okay. So headline number one says Devin Booker to return Tuesday after three game absence. Okay, that's that's some good news. Yeah, it's standard. Um, number three is Devin Booker pledges to donate two and a half million dollars to Suns charities. Oh, that's you know that's great. That's really good news. What a, a good philanthropist. Like, that's that's great. Okay, and the last headline says, Devin Booker allegedly got IG model and high school sweetheart pregnant at the same time. Hmm. I mean, that's very specific <laughs> news. <laughs> so apparently wow. Devin, Devin Booker, a man of many pursuits nowadays. Like, at the exact same time? Because that's fucking amazing. That's what it says. I'm, it says at the at exact the same time. impregnated to... <laughs> women at the exact same time 
I mean, what? hey, I <laughs> Devin Booker's known for shooting his shot, so <laughs> he must have shot his shot all over the place uh, in that room and whatever the hell else was going on in there. Props to Devin Booker for getting two women pregnant at the exact same time. Um, I I'm impressed. I'm not even mad. So yeah, so that's what Devin Booker's been up to, I guess. Huh. All right. Well, you know, maybe if he wasn't injured all the time, he would be uh, doing playing a little bit more basketball um, and not uh, shooting shots everywhere in the in wherever he was getting those ladies pregnant. Um, hey, congratulations on being a future father, uh, Devin Booker. Maybe. Um, what is he like? Twenty years old. Uh, he's twenty-two. Twenty-two already. Man, he's getting uh, he's getting old up there. He needs to stop being injured in order to. Uh, you know, make that next contract. Yeah, I don't think we're there's any worries there. Yeah, probably not. Um, let's talk about the next guy on this waiver wire list, a guy I wasn't expecting to be on here, but he is on here for a very particular reason. J.J. Brea, uh, Brea uh, is out basically for the rest of the year, and Dennis Smith Jr. is still out. And uh, that means Maxi Keebler uh, is... Uh, Wait, wait, what did you just say? Maxi Klebler. That's a terrible name. No, no, it's not. You didn't get it right still. I don't know what how to pronounce this dude's name. It's Maxi <laughs> Klebler. Maxi Klebler. <laughs> terrible name, uh, but... I, like, I thought it was funny if you thought he was a Keebler elf, like those people who make the cookies. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he kind of looks like it in his little picture. He's got a little head. Small, small looking head. Um, Maxi is a kind of, it's probably is an elf name, I would assume. Um, it's a you're standard elf name. No, Maxi's a standard elf name. Look it up. Uh, you're just making up stuff now. No, go to Google right now, everybody, and, and type in um, Maxi the elf, and I guarantee you something comes up. 100% a search result will uh, occur if you do that. Um, I guarantee you. Definitely not. So I, I I mean that's how Google works. You put it literally anything. So it's stuff up. about scooters. Mm, yeah, I mean the Maxi the scooter riding elf. That's not, <laughs> I don't think it has anything. That wasn't a, a fairy tale in, uh, in on the uh, in the East Coast there, Tyler. That's maybe that's a central middle of the country kind of fairy tale. Just I think in your house maybe. There's a lot of Germans. There's a lot of uh, strange fairy tales in the uh, in the Midwest. Uh, so you know, those there's a lot of old stories from the old country, wandering around here still. You never I know. Believe you're talking out your ass again. Uh, perhaps, but Maxi Kabla <laughs> has had three games where he's played fairly decent minutes. Um, he's only owned in nine percent of leagues, so I think you know in deeper leagues people are uh, picking him up fairly quickly. But I'm not really sure he is a standard league relevant player, even if he is playing starters minutes. What do you think, Tyler? Um, well, you got to realize that he's going to be used in kind of a very specific role where he's going to get you probably, you know, somewhere. If he's playing 30 minutes, he's probably going to get you somewhere between six and eight rebounds a game. And he's probably going to block like one and a half to two shots. So those are good, but then he's not really going to give you any assists. He's not really going to steal the ball that much. He maybe averages 10 points, um, and he maybe gives you, you know, one and a half, two three-pointers. So is that standard league relevant? Probably not, but on certain teams, it like might be. those rebounds, 
those rebounds and blocks are going to be helpful, right? So if you're a team that's kind of needy in those areas, I could see picking up Kleber. Yeah, someone we talked about earlier uh, this week in the in the weekly preview was uh, Bismack Biombo, and Bismack Biombo is going to give you blocks, going to give you uh, excellent rebounds, and maybe you need that plus uh, threes. And you know, instead, Maxi here could uh, Maxi the scooter riding elf could actually give you blocks and rebounds and threes all from the same person. So he's a little bit more versatile than. Uh, Bismack Biambo, someone we said would be a good streamer, and I think that makes Maxi a good streamer as well. Yeah, I'm with you there. And, and with the Berea thing, like it's just sad. I mean, he's 34, he tore his Achilles. Um, yeah, there's probably no coming back from that at, at that age. Yeah, and especially when he's a guy who is, you know, despite what many people think, is a fantastic athlete. And, you know, we've seen Achilles injuries rob a lot of athleticism from a lot of people. So, you know, pour one out for JJ, who had a great career as a guy who's like maybe five foot ten. Like maybe five foot ten. He might be five foot nine. He, um, the fact that he was able to play as long as he did at the level that he did, um, really. I mean, there should be like a, a a hall in the Hall of Fame of like guys who really shouldn't be here but are definitely here. Well, and the worst part was he was kind of playing the best basketball of his career even at age thirty four. Like, I mean, he was playing great the last two or three seasons for the Mavs and doing some amazing things, you know. And so it, it was it was definitely a sad day for Mavs fans to see him go down. He's, he's a smart player and a smart system. And, uh, yeah, I hope the I hope Dallas treats him right. Like, I hope uh, – I know uh, what Nick Collison got his uh, number retired in Oklahoma City. Uh, what are the odds that J.J. Barea gets his number retired in Dallas? I actually think they're relatively high, although yeah. that, that kind of worries me in this sense, like – Number one, JJ, like for his first stint with the Mavs, wore number 11, and his second stint, he wore number five. So that's which number do you retire? Oh, um, you, you know what? You retire them both. You put the slash in the middle of the banner, just like Kobe. But here's the thing that Kobe worries me. Kobe and JJ. Me. The thing that, that worries me about like retiring guys like Nick Collison's number is like at some point you're going to run out of numbers. Like everyone on the court is going to be like number 70 because. I mean, well, I don't. I don't think I, I'm not too worried about that. What I'm worried about is the um, Nick Collison. Hey, respect, props. Uh, was with the team his entire career, right? But like, a lot of being with a team for your entire career is up to the front office management, not really the player. And what happens when you actually need to, like, when you retire Westbrook's number? So you got. Westbrook and uh, Nick Collison next to each other. Well, and with the Nick Collison thing, like, okay, Bray at least, you know, had a, a few seasons where he averaged five assists a game and, you know, even a season where he averaged six assists a game. Like, Nick Collison really had two even decent seasons. That's it. And the rest of the time, he was basically a backup, you know, role player, played uh, boy, 20 yeah. minutes a night. Like, he wasn't even like any. I mean, like maybe he's just the nicest guy in the world, and I'm not trying to show, throw shade on him, but like his career stat line is 20 minutes a game, 5.9 points, 5.2 rebounds, an assist, half a steal, half a block, no three pointers. Like, yeah. if you're gonna retire that, like, don't you have to retire everyone's number? You legitimately have to retire every single person that's ever played for your team. Um, you know, and so I, I, li- I like the respect they gave someone who played his entire career there, but 
you know, coming from a franchise that has Jordan next uh, and Pippen next to each other in the rafters, you know, you're kind of insulting the entire uh, idea of retiring a number. Well, and I mean, I get it. Like they're a relatively new team and they don't really have many people to retire. I mean, obviously, arguably their best player ever, you know, ditched him for Golden State. And so, you know, they got Westbrook's number to retire here coming up in a few years. But like, I, I, they just want someone's number in the Raptors. Well, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm going to throw a shout out to the Miami Heat for the first time ever. Um, they had, uh, they retired Lonzo. And that's pretty cool. Lonzo was, uh, was very, very good, better than Nick Collison in his career. Now, is Lonzo up there with you know, Westbrook or Scottie Pippen? No. But. Well, I mean, Lonzo was a seven time All Star. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. He was a seventh. Yeah, he's been all star multiple you know times. I mean? He won championships. Like, he's, he's, he's definitely a, a good enough player to have his number retired. And they retired Michael Jordan, which uh, every other franchise should retire number 23 in honor of Michael Jordan, the best player that's ever lived. And. They're going to retire Wade. Like, they only have three, one of which is the greatest player of all time. And why doesn't Oklahoma City just wait till Westbrook retires, retire his number, retire Michael Jordan's number, and then, you know, retire Cameron Payne's number? Like, who cares? Yeah, I mean, the whole Collison thing just didn't make a lot of sense to me in the sense that, like, what did Collison do other than play for the team for 13 consecutive years? Yeah. I mean, did he even have, like, a memorable playoff game? Not that I remember. Now, maybe – I mean, I'm not the biggest Thunder fan yeah. in the world. There might have been one, right? So maybe one slipped past me in the, you know, many playoff games we've seen at that point. But, I mean, the guy I, – I just – I can't I can't wrap my head around it. No. I can't he played 91 it. playoff games in his career. I mean, I guess that's, okay. that's relatively good. Cool. That's, that is good. Game highs in the playoffs. He had a 15-point playoff game, but that's when they were the Sonics. He had a 12-point game and a 10-point game with 12 and 10 rebounds for the Thunder. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> like, oh. yeah. I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't, honestly don't know what to – I don't know. I, I have nothing more to say about this. Uh, let's, let's get back to that waiver wire uh, because I don't want to – I don't want to think about – I don't want to start dreaming about Nick Collison again. That's it was a those were long nights. I don't I don't want to get back into that habit. I uh, heard he's your absolute favorite player of all time, even ahead of Michael Jordan. He's one of the so. best looking players of all time. Him Maybe and that's Kyle it. Remember. Maybe he's just like those you know movie star good looks. Just they had to retire the number. That could be it. He could have just kind of movie star swindled his way into a retired number. So props out to Nick Collison. Um, I want to talk about somebody on this waiver wire that. I thought I, I would see on the waiver wire a lot more. And um, this is a guy who probably got drafted, probably got dropped. And uh, it's kind of been a disappointment. But here he is sticking his head back in to the rotation. Mario Hazonia for your New York Knicks is, um, you know, over the last uh, few games has been playing um, decent minutes, getting good steals. And uh, you know, getting some good rebounds too. Mario Zonia, we've we've kind of saw what he could do in Orlando when he played uh, starters minutes, and he was standardly relevant. And here he is playing about twenty five minutes a game, 
and um, you know, I, I mean, his steals are out of control right now, but uh, worth owning if he's going to be playing. I, th- I think twenty-five to thirty minutes a game. But once again, it's the New York Knicks, right, Tyler? Yeah, and now's a kind of bad time to pick him up in the sense that the Knicks are playing that London game this week, so they only play on Thursday, and that's it. Um, now they do have four game that's next week, which is kind of nice. But I still have no trust in this rotation. And if they literally put him back down to like 20 minutes a game starting on Wednesday, I would not be at all surprised. Uh, they just can't really decide who to play, and that's a little disappointing. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, there's nobody else. This is really the best guy in your waiver wire. Man, that's a tough league, number one. Yeah. Um, and number two, like – Good luck. I mean, sure, you can ride a hot hand here, but I think Old Fisdale is going to let you down relatively soon. Yeah, I think he is definitely going to let you down. Um, if I could, if I could promise that Mario Hazonia would start for the rest of the year and play twenty-eight minutes a game. Where would you think from here on out? Where do you think he would rank overall? Good question. I mean, we've seen Hazonia be a pretty good steals guy the last two seasons, but he's still inconsistent. I mean, like even if you look at his per thirty-six minute numbers, like so obviously that's a lot more than twenty-eight. Like he's gonna give you one point seven three pointers. He's gonna give you like six to six and a half rebounds, like two assists like 1.8 steals, like 0.5 blocks, and like 15 points. Those are not great per 36 numbers. Um, You mentioned the inconsistency. Like we can never really get a great stat line from him. In 28 minutes, I still think he's probably in that streamer's class, right? Like maybe if you need steals, you you hold him. But like 28 minutes, it's still going to be like 12, 13 points, like a steal and a half. I mean, honestly, I'd rather own someone who's, you know, not that own Marcus Smart. He's going to at least get you four assists and the good steal numbers. Yeah. Um, he's still, I, I would agree that even with those minutes, he ends up, you know, probably averaging because every once in a while he'll go on a stretch where he's like a top 25 player and then fall because of his steals and then fall back right back down to where he's normally is. He probably ends up ranking in that, in that next plateau. So like not, not one of the streamer guys, but like into the bench type of uh, player. But half the games or less, you're going to get, he's going to play really well. And the other half of the starts, he's going to be playing below uh, standard league level. And, you know, if you're not having him in your roster every single night, so if you're in like a roto league, it's a, it's a crapshoot of who you're going to get. And I, I don't trust players like that when in roto leagues where quality starts are the most important thing. Uh, if you can't trust a guy to come in, and give him a and give you a quality start. He's almost a liability. I'm with you there. Let's talk about one more player here who is being picked up in a lot of leagues. Um, and I don't really terribly understand this pickup, other than he is back from injury. Marquise Chris. He is um, playing for the uh, the first time. In a while, and he's only been playing about you know 10 to 12 minutes a game. But a lot of people 
have gone out and picked up Marquise Chris. I think maybe just because he's on Houston, he's a bigger name than uh, your normal waiver wire player. Uh, he's no Maxi Cabla, but um, Marquise Chris getting picked up in a lot of leagues. What do you, I don't know what I make of that. I'm not. I'm not rushing out to pick up Marquise. Chris. Apparently, you just want someone on James Harden, you know, train just on the team. Like James Harden scored fifty-seven again on Monday night. Um, Harden good. is playing out of his mind. Uh, the Rockets won again. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. If you're going to pick up anybody from the Rockets is on the waiver wire, it's probably Austin Rivers. Like, at least he's had a couple good games in a row, and he's shooting a ton of three-pointers. So if you need points and three-pointers and a few assists, like Rivers is handling the ball a little bit um, for the Rockets. I could see him averaging, like, you know, three, four, five assists a game, especially while Chris Paul's out. He's playing a ton of minutes. He's taking, like, seven three-pointers a game. Um, and he's shown in the past to be a pretty good three-point shooter. So you could get some decent points, some decent assists, and some decent threes from, from Austin Rivers. Like, that's a guy to pick up until Chris Paul comes back. And I don't understand the Marquise Chris thing. He played seven minutes on Monday night. Yeah, I think maybe it is people trying to capitalize on Clint Capella's injury. So Clint Capella uh, is going to be out for four to six weeks based on his uh, right thumb injury. And uh, I, I think maybe people think Chris is going to be the benefactor of that. But uh, against the Memphis Grizzlies, he only played seven full minutes. I, I just don't I don't see him being the benefactor at all. I mean, I think they're going to probably rely a lot more on uh, on P.J. Tucker, I would think. Yeah. They're gonna play small. I, I would think they're gonna play Nene like fifteen to twenty minutes a game. I would that would be my guess. And then they're gonna rely on guys like Gerald Green, Gary Clark, PJ Tucker, Daniel House, and they're just gonna go, you know, kind of five out small and try to shoot a lot of threes and score a lot of points and hope to hold you. Oh, that would be a, that's at least a fun brand of basketball to watch, uh, unless you're falling asleep to James Harden's thirty-three field goals and eighteen free throw attempts. Uh, to to get to fifty seven points, I, 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 like, cool, like, I guess. Like yeah, you know, fifty seven points is pretty amazing. Uh, Thirty three attempts is a lot. Well, and, and a lot of people, you know, say about oh, you know, they play such a great fan of basketball to watch. Like honestly, the whole Harden getting fouled fifteen times a game kind of slows the pace down for me a little bit. Yeah, it's a bit monotonous. Like he gets fouled a little too much, and, and good on him. I mean, he's great at drawing fouls, and in his, you know, he's. Oh, great, but like the games just seem to drag on a little bit, and and they're not they're not my favorite team to watch for sure. I'm no. not to say that I don't enjoy watching them. It's just I think his fouling, you know, him getting fouled takes just takes a long time, man. It just breaks the rhythm up a little bit too much for me. Yeah, it, it is not my favorite brand of basketball to watch either. Um, I mean, I would say I almost would rather watch the Chicago Bulls and whatever Boylan Ball is, but. There's not one. There's not one statistic that you can look at that makes Boylan a a better coach than Fred Hoiberg. There's just not one. It's just not out there. Um, it doesn't exist. So at what point does that become a, a failure of management? Right, like uh, two years ago, Tyler. Two fucking years ago is when it became. Well, a failure. I mean, like, and the coach you keep hiring keeps not being good. Yeah, like it. It just seems like they're hiring off a list that they. Uh, had in 19, you know, 98. Like, okay, uh, we need a coach who is tough and does the right thing and is hard on the players and 
doesn't uh, is about fundamentals. It's like no, no, man. We you need a coach that's able to understand how the modern basketball works and also get the it can get the players to work hard and buy in. And none of that is happening. So Explain to me how they get a national TV game on on Tuesday night against the Lakers. Really? Who is watching? Ten thirty on NBA TV. Oh Bulls at Lakers. I can't believe the Bulls the even got an NBA TV game. The LeBronless Lakers, who were terrible basically all of last season, against the Chicago Bulls, who are going to be terrible all of this season. No, the Bulls always play well against LeBron. Go look. Uh, unless, LeBron it's, play, unless, unless it's a playoff game, it's uh, the Bulls always play well against LeBron. So my theory is LeBron is faking an injury so he doesn't have to play the Bulls. Right, that's my theory. Well, that's a that's something. Certainly an interesting theory. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm. It's gonna. It's felt like about three seasons to me, and I think. Maybe it's directly – I mean, it's been a long fantasy season. It feels like already it's it's barely half over. But I think it's felt like a long NBA season simply because the Bulls are just such a, a dumpster fire. that every, Like every week the fire gets worse, and you're like, this fire is still going on? I, f- I feel like this fire has been going on for years. And uh, it technically has been going on for years. So uh, this season's felt extra long, uh, sadly. Um and I'm going to try not to go to any more games, but I'm probably going to go check out Giannis when he comes to town here uh, in a month or so. Um, and I would recommend everybody else go check out Giannis when he comes to town too, because he is certainly a freak of nature and one of the best basketball players in the world right now. Tyler, do you have anything else to uh, talk about, about waiver wires or anything else to plug? Uh, no, man, that's about it. Cool. You can find Tyler at Tyler P Watts on Twitter. You should be following him. If you're not following him already, he's got great articles out there. One of them on hashtag basketball.com that will prep you for every single week, uh, along with a handful of other articles, uh, including stuff about Luka Luka Doncic. Do you write about Luka Doncic every day? Uh, I wouldn't say every day, but a lot of days. Yeah, a lot of days. Pretty close. Pretty close every day. It's a good life to lead to write about Luka Doncic every day, I would say. Yeah, I would much rather write about him than uh, Justin Holiday trade. So uh, good on you for getting a a very good beat uh, with the Dallas Mavericks. Check out Tyler, like I said, on Twitter at Tyler P Watts. You can find me at watch the boxes. And guys, if you like what you're listening to, please help us out, rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this to send us feedback on Twitter or go subscribe to Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. We appreciate all you listeners out there and we will catch you next time. 